welcome to this week's episode of the Thrill of Driving podcast. Those of you all watching on YouTube can see uh, what Sirish is up to, but for those of you all listening on Spotify or on any of our podcast channels, Sirish is wearing a cap indoors. He looks quite foolish. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm celebrating the Red Bull victory at the Austrian Grand Prix last weekend. Finally, a non-Mercedes victory this season. Uh, and after the French GP, which was an absolute snooze fest, mm-hmm. I went up to sleep watching that, to be honest. Finally, at the end of the Austrian GP, we had some action. Now, I'm not a great Max Verstappen fan. Yeah. I think he's a little grumpy. But, uh, no, to have him doing what he did and he drove really superbly, I think he pulled off a great move also yeah. on the Ferrari. And What did you think of that? A lot of people were crying foul. A no, lot of people said it's good racing. No, I think that's rubbish. Obviously, yeah. they have to race. Yeah. They have to. There has to be a little wheel banking. You can't just put your car in the middle of the road and expect somebody to... That's all rubbish here. Yeah? Mm. Let them drive. Let them race with each other. Incidents will happen and that is fine otherwise it will become too monotonous and also become too the civilized and you don't want that from racing because then where is the action yeah agreed completely but a good thing about this race was uh I don't know if you saw the Instagram photos where a lot of the Honda engineers, the Honda boss was crying. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Um, and the funny thing was that uh, he was told at the last minute to go up uh, onto the podium yeah. to receive the Constructors' yeah. Trophy and he did not know what to do. Yeah. It's been so long that Honda haven't been on a Formula 1 podium. Not MotoGP, obviously, because yeah. they've been a long time on MotoGP. <laughs> but so long they haven't been on a Formula 1 podium. He did not know what to do and he got up there late and the national anthem started playing. Mm-hmm. So he had to stand outside because he couldn't be walking while the anthem was playing out. So he came onto the podium after the national anthems were played out. Yeah. But it is great to see finally Honda up there on the podium. They've had three disastrous yeah, years Especially with after what happened with McLaren. The really? Flag they received honestly, and, honestly. Yeah. And now... Uh, Last year with Toro Rosso, they finally got their act together and now with Red Bull, they are back onto the top step of the podium. It is really great. When I started off, Honda were the maker of the world's best engines. In fact, every road test that we did, we always had to put that line in somewhere. Maker of the world's best engines. When you started road testing, the city was around at that time. Yeah, so I started in 2000 and uh, that was when the first facelift on the Type 1 came in. So the very first uh, city came in around 98. That's Mm -hmm. when uh, Overdrive magazine started mm-hmm. and uh, 2000 when I joined we had the facelift on the city um, I had a Zen that time yeah. which was that era's hot hatch mm-hmm. after the Zen driving the Honda City and I first got to go in the 1.3 they had two engines the 1.3 and the 1.5 mm-hmm. I first got to go in the 1.3 and that car was an absolute rocket yeah. it was mm-hmm. phenomenal we never had experienced engines like that and this was at the point in time where the NSX was sort of still the god car you know yeah yeah. so the nsx came in i think that must have been four or five years before the city came to india Uh, and that car showed ferrari how to do things now that's the reason why the 355 was such a great car Mm -hmm. because of what they learned what they saw that honda could do with the nsx they say that ayrton senna had a hand in the development of it uh don't know if that is an urban myth but well that car was phenomenal i got to go in the nsx i never drove it but honda did one of these fan trips to uh, japan 
and they had an NSX experience and I was like oh I'm going to get to drive the <laughs> NSX and the experience was actually experiencing the NSX from, from the passenger, passenger seat yeah. and the thing was I almost did not get that either because the the whole schedule got sort of got delayed mm-hmm. so they said okay now the time's up 12 o'clock means 12 o'clock in Japan in fact 12 o'clock means 11:59 in Japan <laughs> so they said sorry that's done and I was like no please at least let me sit in it forget that you're not going to let us drive it yeah. which is a big uh, no uh, slap in the face yeah. but at least let us get to sit in it so i i got to sit in an nsx mm. uh, obviously nsx you cannot really compare it with the city yeah. by no means but the city for that time it was still a sporty car right? oh it was phenomenal yeah. now uh, the whole the the reason why the city was so great mm-hmm. was the engine mm-hmm. the chassis and the suspension honestly weren't all that great mm-hmm. it was a very soft car yeah. in fact if you drive a type 1 type 2 city today it is extremely soft the body roll is immense but the engine made up for everything and then came the vtec yeah so, so that V-Tech. was That's the legendary VTEC. The VTEC kicked in yo and all of that. VTEC kicked in yo. Yeah, we had t-shirts yeah. with VTEC kicked in yo on it. Yeah. That was the first car to crack the 10 second 0 to 100 run. Yeah. Those days we used to test at the VRD and I remember yeah. no we went round and round <laughs> trying to get I think we got 220 top speed. Wow. And sub 10 second 0 to 100 first car was like shit that. scary though. Yeah, because the car was so <laughs> soft that on yeah. those bankings at the VRD it would yeah. bottom out all over the place yeah. and uh, like we talked about in our earlier podcast we had that big Datron yeah. Corvette uh, sort of computer on my lap with a printer to print out because there were no displays then yeah. to print out the results and that thing bouncing around on my lap the car bouncing around on the bankings it yeah. was scary and then Aswi and Yogendra competing amongst themselves to get no 0.1 seconds quicker yeah. to 100 um, but it was terrific yeah. now it but was a rocket the thing is the VTEC is still a popular car you still find people buying them tuning them racing them yeah so couple of months ago we were in bangalore uh, we met uh, joel he runs mm-hmm. race concepts which is i think now the biggest uh, tuner for hondas in uh, india and he still tunes these type 2 vtex because yeah. there's just so much of demand around it and in fact it is such a performance bargain you can get these city vtex for lakh and a half yeah. 2 lakhs good condition cars yeah. and for another 2 3 lakhs he puts on a turbo he puts on bigger brakes he puts on suspension yeah. and those cars fly it what, what's the what are what are the sort of i think there are stages right to yeah so there's uh, stage 1 stage 2 yeah. stage 3 he can take it almost to 450 horsepower mm-hmm. now 450 horsepower when it is in that full state of tune yeah. second gear wheel spin third gear wheel spin so oh. it's basically unusable unless you put drag slicks on it and yeah. they actually do that huh? yeah. they take it for drag runs they put drag slicks hoosier h o s i e hoosier slicks yeah. on the front and that's what gives it grip but they also have so the mapping is done uh, where you can alter it for the road for mm-hmm. road use and those cars really move okay in terms of safety and all of that those cars were never built for modern safety standards so you don't want to get into a prank <laughs> with those cars yeah. but just sheer thrill of driving oh man 10 out of 10 uh, <laughs> 9 and a half yeah but they 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 really move they you can't for that kind of yeah. money that you spend on it yeah. you get the performance of a Porsche yeah of, of course front wheel drive but yeah. a performance yeah. of a Porsche in a straight line for yeah. maybe a tenth of the money not even a tenth of the yeah. money yeah and and they race them in the the tin top championship in the ITC as well yes yeah, so the, both these cars uh, the city when it first yeah. came out and that time we had the lancer also correct and it was a toss up for our uh, affections yeah. you had the lancer on one side and you had the city on the other which side which was your pick 
the city because of the engine but otherwise to look at the lancer was cool Much they had that sfx <laughs> sports kit on it yeah. which looked really cool and the chassis and the suspension of the lancer was mm. actually better than the city the only problem was the lancer had that 1.5 petrol engine it also had a diesel but that petrol engine was a bit of a dud mm. so the lancer was the first car to actually get into rally jk they built the lancer for rallying i think that was in 2000 they yeah. built it to group a regs yeah. and then after 2000 when the mai took over the rally championship they moved it all to group n ostensibly to save on costs because group a was obviously modified so the cost was much higher uh, and then the lancer could not be competitive because of the stock engine it didn't have the performance whereas the vtex which mm. mrf then built for the 2001 championship they really moved compared to the earlier group a even the s teams yeah. the group n city vtex they really moved so that time the mrf team they had i think three bolinos and three vtex the Bolinos were quick, but nothing really to match the VTEX. And in terms of the reliability, those VTEX they really lasted. Not just the engine, but the Honda itself, the drive shaft, the floor pan, everything they lasted really long. And even today, race concept they still use it in the race championship. Last year they missed out on the national championship by I think couple of points. Mm -hmm. This year they've now put a turbo on it. Obviously the first round they didn't really do too well because they still have to sort out those niggling issues. But they still race that. VTech, it's now 10 years, 15 years yeah. since it went out of production, yeah. but it's still quick. But then that's the thing, right? Um, Honda sort of lost their way after that. After the VTech, the products were no longer exciting. They were no longer thrilling. Yeah, so, what happened? So after that VTech, then came the City IDSI, yeah. which looked like a steam iron and it went also like a steam iron. <laughs> uh, it, uh, that engine was purely built for fuel efficiency. Yeah. I remember back then at Overdrive, mm. Aspi, who was a rotor editor, he did uh, a fuel efficiency run and he got some 28 or 29 kilometers a litre, which you know, we couldn't imagine how <laughs> a car could deliver that kind of efficiency. After the VTEC, this was replacing the VTEC. This was replacing the VTEC. <laughs> so from performance, yeah. it went purely to fuel efficiency. Yeah. And it was a boring car to drive, boring car to sit in. And they've it, been like that ever since, you know, they've never... No, so then after the IDSI, I think yeah. they finally realized that, okay, they have to have some performance. Yeah. So they had the IDSI, then they also had the uh, VTEC, the IVTEC. Yeah. Yeah. But it never really, uh, no, tickled our fancies. Yeah. It never had the performance that the first VTEC had. Uh, that first VTEC, the engine, the way it revved, you know, it revved to 7,000 RPM, 6,500, 7,000 RPM. At above 5,000, once the VTEC kicked in, the rush that you would get, the oh, no, those sounds that would envelop you, everything, it was an absolute head rush. Yeah. Whereas these new cars, they just didn't really do it for us. Mm. Uh, even the engines, they can't be tuned as much as those old engines because they're not as strong. Yeah. Uh, they're built for a reason, they're built to be cleaner. Those old engines will never meet modern uh, emission norms or yeah. efficiency requirements. That's true. But Honda was always these, uh, the manufacturer that made massively powerful and efficient mm. and enthusiastic engines. And they still have them abroad. I mean, you've got the Type R abroad. Yeah, yeah you um, do. But now the new Type R's are turbocharged. Yeah, obviously. So, I mean, that's natural aspiration yeah. is moving out. Um, Japanese engines, they've mm. always been about their high, they, they've never had load on top. Yeah. It's always been high revs and making all the power at the top end. Yeah. That was the joy of Japanese engines. That was also the frustration with Japanese engines. Mm -hmm. uh, but now you have to go turbocharged, right? Uh, Honda in India don't yet have a small turbocharged engine. What do you think of them bringing a car like the Type R? You've seen the so, Polo uh, GTI. Yep. Yeah, so the, the I think TRS work well. So, so I think. 
Honda should do that. Yeah. Okay, there is uh, now even if you don't go full Type R yeah. in uh, Southeast Asia, they have an R version of the Civic, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of a midway house between yeah. the full you no know, bells and whistles Type R. Mm-hmm. They should bring that. If uh, Skoda can bring the Octavia RS, sell it at 30, 35 lakh rupees, and be sold out, yeah. absolutely sold out. Why can't the Civic do that? Yeah. The Civic can actually take Honda back to where they were in terms of that enthusiasm, in terms of catering to driving enthusiasts. Today, they do not have a car that does that. The Civic, the new Civic, it can do that except that 1.8 engine can only be had with the CVT. And the CVT is not an enthusiast transmission. I I drove that car and I think that's the most disappointing part of that car, the CVT, the rest of the car is actually quite nice. Exactly, it's the fr- it's the frustrating part yeah. of it. Now, it doesn't cost anything to have a manual also. Yeah. Obviously, Honda is trying to streamline the you know, the variety that they offer, you know, no streamlined production, but uh, it doesn't do it. Yeah, and the true. diesel is fine, but it's not, uh, it's not an engine that you'd buy to enjoy yeah. driving or enjoy the performance. The Civic, in fact, is a, in terms of handling, it's actually a good handling car. Yeah. It can be made better, and that's what a lot of the tuners do. Mm-hmm. But you need the engine, right? The, it all starts with the engine. And that's we a couple of months back, we did a story where we brought in all the Honda VTEX mm-hmm. together, all the different uh, tune stages, yeah. as well as the stock. It was great fun, even today, driving a 15-year-old car. That Honda City VTEX, it put a big smile on your face. The Civic can do it, but yeah. it doesn't have the motor. That's why they should do something enthusiast-oriented, at least to get us enthusiasts talking about it, because yeah. it is we enthusiasts who built the Honda City to what it used to be, because yeah. today it's, okay, it's not the best seller in its segment anymore. But the whole Honda City aura is built around great engines and great performance, and that's what Honda needs to do. Uh, and I'm also just curious, in terms of brand communication globally Honda's all about motorsport and fast cars and speed but in India the communication sort of yeah because uh, Honda decided to go the Marty Suzuki way chase volumes Uh, they invested a lot in the diesel engine the diesel engine when it came out it had the performance for sure and the diesels came in very late yeah it came in very late and uh, sort of after the wave peaked but their diesel was a bit too noisy Mm -hmm. and, and felt too unrefined because Hondas, the cars itself, are built for petrol engines. Correct. That's why if you see there's no sound insulation anywhere because their VTEC engines make absolutely no noise. At idle, you would not know that the car is running. Yeah. You would not feel it, you would not hear it. Their engines are so good. Whereas a diesel, no matter how well you develop it, it still has vibrations, it still has noise. And because the cars don't really have too much noise insulation, it sounds too loud. It is too unrefined. Now the new cars, the insulation has become better, the NVH has uh, reduced, so it's not as noisy as before. They have improved on that aspect mm-hmm. and that's why when you see the Amaze, the Amaze is actually pretty good. Yeah. Even the diesel is actually pretty good. It's a very well sorted out car and it's mm-hmm. one of the nicer cars in its segment. But yeah. So well, let's just hope Honda gets something fast and fun for us here in India. I mean, yeah, they we, we all want it. Yeah. We really want it. <laughs> but I think there is hope because uh, not talking to the new management at Honda, yeah. they seem to realize that uh, they do, huh? their enthusiast is a segment that should be catered to because we are the ones who make a lot of noise, yeah. right? And that can <laughs> eventually sell a lot of Amazes and yeah. smaller cars. Yeah. So it can lead to that. Um, there is a great platform in terms of motorsport because there is a city already running. You put a uh, new shape 
city body shell on it uh, use an older engine i think it can work and uh, these are ways in which honda can go back to winning ways and like they're doing in formula 1 yeah so let's hope they win again in formula 1 just for the sake of honda and, and the the tough times that they've been through over the last few years in formula 1 you know true I, true i'm i'm actually a ferrari fan but i didn't mind seeing the honda guys on the podium you know it was it, it was, was it yeah. was emotional yeah you know to see what they went through they came in uh, with their own team yeah. then after 3 years they pulled out of formula 1 bronze gp <laughs> the next year yeah. they won the championship obviously with mercedes engines uh, now it's conjecture whether honda could have won the championship mm-hmm. because the mercedes engine was damn good yeah. but uh, no they pulled out at actually the wrong time after having invested so much into it and having gotten the platform the, the aero and everything up there with the best in this class in the championship if not better and uh, then all the struggles so i think it's great it's great for formula 1 also because yeah. we need some action yeah. uh, lewis hamilton is at the peak of his game yeah. but to see him running away week after week it gets it's, boring it's huh? boring yeah. and even yeah. for an enthusiast like me i can't uh, yeah. i can't stay awake at yeah. times that french gp was just yeah it was disastrous yeah. you know for, for for people sitting on the fences mm-hmm. that was the end they didn't yeah. switch on the tv uh, two weeks and later and a lot of people got under twitter saying who said formula 1's boring yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean oh, see in all fairness yeah. it was the last 5 laps of the austrian gp that was exciting Yeah. yeah when max yeah. started drilling in electric yeah. uh, so uh, the whole race wasn't really edge of the seats excitement but that doesn't yeah. matter because you need some excitement somewhere right but there was excitement i mean hamilton had to go in and change his wing then the the vettel yeah, yeah. sure, pit sure, stop sure, was sure. bundled up and, and sure. that, that sort of created this tension sure. you know what yes. was going to happen it was so unexpected yeah. i mean yeah we didn't know what was going to happen true yeah yeah so. <laughs> We need to see more of that in Formula One, and hopefully, more fast cars from Honda in India, and get the enthusiast pulse racing. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's it for this episode of the Thrill of Driving podcast. Tune in next week; we'll have more exciting news for you. That's it from us today. Thank you. Can we just do that end properly? Right? Yeah. Right. What to say? Huh? That whole end was a little very disjointed. But to what to say? So hopefully, we'll see more. That, that's oh. it for this. Um, that's fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's it for how many minutes? Eighteen minutes, fifteen. Okay. That's it for us from this episode of the Thrill of Driving podcast. Hopefully, we'll see Honda winning a few more races with Red Bull. You can wear that cap a little yeah, more often yeah, yeah. in the office. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll see a few fast cars from Honda in India. Yep. Fingers crossed. And see you next week. Bye.